Have Liverpool blown it? Let's discuss. It's the FPL Surgery Podcast. Welcome back, one and all. It is episode one, two, three of the FBL Surgery Podcast. Coming to you as we uh, approach blank game week, double game week season. I've been saying that for a few weeks now, but it's it's looming on us. Welcoming back the man that's flying high. It is the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back to yourself too. Yeah, you're still up in the uh, top 1,000, aren't you? Yeah, I am going down though. Taking a little bit of a downward spiral lately. Three red arrows, but just small ones. So that's not too bad. Little, little red arrows. And mm. the chances are you've probably got chips left that other people haven't, Iceman. So I'm expecting a uh, quite significant jump for you when we get to the doubles. Yeah, exciting times. Very, very exciting. Very exciting times. And that's it. Right, so we've got a great... <laughs> he's been on before. Uh, we've got a great guest joining us this week. It is Jamie Ellis. He is a three-time top 10K finisher in FPL. Owner of one of the biggest cash leagues around. It's the Moolah Seed. Jamie, welcome. Hello, boys. Good to, good to be back. Sorry it's been so long, but uh, excited to uh, be with you this evening. Yeah, welcome back, mate. I've invited you a few times, but you've been uh, busy, quotes, air quotes. But um, it's good that we've found a mutually convenient time. So. Yeah, yeah, nice. Good to have you back on board, Jamie. How have things been, been going for you this season? Not not been my best season, boys, unfortunately. I'm, I'm 185k at the moment and just kind of stood still for the last few weeks, really, just not picking up any momentum. So I'm hoping with a few chips up my sleeve that I can uh, have a have a strong finish to the season. But um, just things not, not coming up at the moment, unfortunately. Still plenty of time to go. Are you, are you a man that's still got his chips in play or have you used them already? I, I, wild, I wild-carded away back because it's just kind of had to make up a bit of ground earlier. But I've still got... Uh, triple captain I've still got um, free hit and I've still got bench boost so Uh, which strategy are you going for well at the moment I'm thinking free hit um, I've kind of planned to have about 8 or 9 players for the blank game week which I think will do me and then I'm going to free hit in whatever looks like the biggest double game week and then bench boost in that other double game week uh, although one of the players I bought in specifically uh, as a cheapo long staff I've just seen has had a cruciate injury (laughs) so that was a a, probably take another hit but I have been planning to get 8 or 9 in for that blank game week thinking that would probably do me that is the the wave of um, Geordie hype that went behind Longstaff, when he scored that goal, that's hooked you in. Sure enough, yeah. it's come up with an injury. That's well, F- FPL at its best. No, Noble scored, scored a better because they were about the two that I could afford. Yeah. Yeah. But never mind. Nice differential there. So a bit of thinking to do on that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll be doing plenty of that tonight. Let's talk about the FPL headlines. So the three best Liverpool assets with that blank game week coming up. People will be inevitably looking to Liverpool, TAA and the Mane conundrum. Let, let's talk about that. Uh, second headline, is it worth ditching players with nothing to play for now? Number three, is Salah a busted flush? Love that. <laughs> Whose idea was that? That was mine. That was oh, very strong. Very strong. Number four, do you sell or keep players you have high value in? And uh, Bournemouth have the fixtures, but will they produce the form? So we've got a few key issues to discuss there. As you can guess, it is a questions pod. Again, this seems to get uh, decent feedback from your listeners, so we'll keep doing these. Let's get into how we got on in our last game weeks. Uh, Iceman, can I come to you for this first? Yeah, you can. Well, I didn't have a great, right. great game week. Kind of in the top 10k, the average was 44. I scored 43. So below the average. Decision this week was kind of whether to bring in Hazard and who to take out, whether it will be Son or Pogba. In the end, I went and removed Son, which turned out to be the wrong option, but never mind. Uh, I captained Hazard. That's why I brought him in, uh, which was, I was actually quite disappointed considering all the other captaincies blanked. Uh, he got the assist and the one bonus but I just felt like he could have had a lot more in that game so I'm only down 82 places though so down to 890 overall nice ice man still very much in the hunt for the um for the I'm gonna say the top spot I'm gonna I'm gonna push yeah, I'm you go for it yeah why not? let's I'm go for it. it let's yeah. go for it now now you're playing properly <laughs> after the last 10 years yeah. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm trying yeah. now that you're actually back in your decision for the first <laughs> time in 10 years yeah. actually it's longer than that isn't it because we were playing this back in uh Back in sick form. 
We were, but we were, hard, room. we were hardly playing it. Though, were we? Well, back in the day when I was giving the captaincy to Muzzy Izzard for Leicester, because <laughs> he was on corners and free kicks. So, very good times. Yeah, it's another captain um, return for me, though. Yeah, he keeps doing it. Yeah. keeps doing it. Um, interesting, wasn't it, last week? Because the, all the captain polls, it was pointing at Sterling, Pogba, and the only person, really, who came up with anything good was Harry Kane in the end. Yeah, Harry Kane and, and Hazard. And Hazard. Of course, Hazard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw a few of Captain Jimenez as well, which uh, was actually, you That's know... That's a great captaincy. Really good uh, captaincy. Look, and it probably was a week to, to have a bit of a chance on it, wasn't it? Mm. The up. So, like that move. Do like a captain punt. Iceman's made a living off it this season. <laughs> hey, um... What do you think? Do you reckon the Iceman meant to captain, triple captain Aguero in the double game week, or was that chance? What do you thought of that? <laughs> was that lucky? Um, I don't know. I was, I'm looking at him now. He's fifth, fifth in Moolah, which is, that's, that's, that's the best you've done in Moolah by. Pretty, pretty good, isn't it? Isn't it Iceman? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was my second year in Moolah, is it? So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to win it. All right, Iceman, yeah, we'll give yeah, you credit for that. That that was a, that was a calculated captain. Of course it was. Um, my my game week was pretty good. It got above the average, 45, so not great, but 45. Um, I was really pleased with my decision to bring in Trent Alexander-Arnold after his three assists the game week before. Comes up with another three bonus points. Other than that, uh, Barnes as well, who I backed a few weeks ago, he was decent for me. I had a bit of a defensive masterclass. I got uh, 25 points in total from my my back four, so quite happy with that. So I've moved up a few places. Um, Jamie, how did you get on? Uh, Pretty mediocre. 39 with that Pogba captaincy disaster. I think it's the first time I've ever had minus points from a captain, so I'm I'm breaking new ground there. Alexander Arnold has been my savior the last couple of weeks. But eighteen points. Was he got eighteen the week before, didn't he? And then nine this week. Uh Jimenez, but Bazaka, who I played, uh, Dean on the bench for seven. I didn't, didn't really consider playing him this week against Liverpool. And uh yeah, just a bit of a I've had three average weeks on the spin now, so it's just a bit frustrating. Yeah, I, I had a uh, Kino on the bench for for Everton from when I foolishly brought him in from uh, a few game weeks back, and uh, he keeps coming up with the cleanies at the moment. So I need to start trusting in the man. He played awesome against Liverpool as well, Keane. Yeah, he was yeah, good. good. The busted flush might have something to do with it, but we'll come to that in a moment. So, um, okay, let's get on to, uh, before we get on to our questions, uh, we've got some new Patreons this week. So two new Patreons. We've got Matt Angel and Adam Gearing has been in our top 10 a few times this season. He's been following the pod for a few years. So thanks for supporting us, Adam. Um, in terms of Patreon, uh, we, we appreciate everybody's support, patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Um, you can support us at different levels and depending on how much you're willing to pledge, um, you can get access to our Slack channel, which is absolutely thriving. We're also putting a lot more articles up at the moment, um, reviews from the game week. That's me writing those, giving an FPL perspective as well. And there's chances to win prizes such as uh, FPL surgery, custom mugs, mats and more to come. Yes, we did. And also Tom Campbell, who won last month's Patreon uh, monthly league, is actually won again this month's. So we've Tom got. Tom Campbell th- always wins. He's always winning now, isn't I bet he? He's sort of it- like the rings up like radio shows and wins random holiday <laughs> and vouchers and stuff. <laughs> He, he actually won without without me beating him, so he won uh, outright this time. So he deserves an even bigger prize this time. So we've got to think of that, Billy. So I'll, I'll talk to you after the pod for casting that one. Yeah, let's send him a... I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out along the way. Um, but yeah, so the Iceman asked the new slackers how they were finding it so far. Darren McAvoy, a.k.a. the Mad Hatter, a patron from last week, who won the prize draw this week. So an FPL surgery coaster is on the way to him, said, Hi, Iceman. Liking the Slack channel very much so far, mate. I also use FF247. Have done for years and FFC before that. This group, though, is uh, much more chat and stat focused, which is enjoyable and useful. Very glad I joined, and I'm sure you'll all be bored of my Luton Town FC ramblings and post-Jack Daniels-induced dad jokes before long. Looking forward to more of those. Jack O'Brien, everyone was very welcoming and friendly. The discussions are always very good and useful with lots of very helpful advice. Would recommend to anyone wanting to further their understanding and enjoyment of FPL. We have a lovely community developing there. Yeah, it is really working really well. And both those, again, very good contributors, Jack and Darren. So it's, Top it's, boys. It's, it's nice new members coming in, interesting, different personalities. Loving it. So thank you for the ongoing support of the podcast. We really value your inputs and joining us on this FPL journey. So should we get back to the headlines, Iceman? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. So three best Liverpool assets moving forwards. 
uh, the TAA Mane conundrum. So we've got a couple of questions here. Prussian Tuari has asked, I wanted to replace Son and Mane now in preparation of game week 31 uh, and have triple up of Robbo, Salah and Mane. But seeing Liverpool struggle to score goals nowadays, should I get TAA instead? I'm going to suggest we answer that one before answering the, the next question we've got. So if I if I come to you first, Jamie, what are your thoughts on that one? And I can uh, I can reread the question if it's yes, a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. So if we if we split that up, um, the first question was they've got Robbo, they've got Salah, and they've got Mane. So really, the three main men for Liverpool this season. He's concerned they're not scoring enough goals. So is it worth him swapping one of those to TAA? Well, I had that dilemma last. So I, I had um, I had Salah and TAA, so a kind of similar thing. And for me, it was getting Mane or Robertson. I know a lot of people have Robertson already. I went the Mane route, but I, I'm thinking now. Um, I really like the Robertson Alexander Arnold double up. It's 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 working really well, isn't it? You know, they get they get assists, they get bonus. And um, for me, that although I, I I didn't follow that, I think now after watching those last two Liverpool games and with the defence, I think now uh, probably better than attacking options. Although I think I still think there will be games when that attack does fire. I, yeah. I like the uh, Alexander Arnold over over Mane. Yeah, see, I mean, he says they're struggling to score goals. Now, a lot of people have said that, but what do we really reckon? Are they actually struggling to score goals? I mean, I, I took a look at this one in terms of uh, the last few weeks they've played, what, two derbies? And, yeah, I don't think they're actually drying up attack-wise. I mean, if you look at the game before, they played Watford and they smashed them 5-0. Yeah, yeah. Do we reckon they're, they're struggling? And then three, what? Well, I'll rephrase it. I think they're not as fluid as they were. I really don't think that, that attack to me doesn't be killing him. If you look at those those chances that Salah had the other day, and I know he had a decent game against Watford in the week, but um, I just think maybe the pressure's getting to them. And I, I don't see them winning many games three or four nil, you know, that, that they have done previously. But I uh, see, I, I'm, I'm still wavering on that one. I mean, a lot of people are saying they're rumoured to be blowing the title. They are under pressure and everyone is being critical of them. But, you know, they ha- I suppose they have drawn four of their last seven, by the looks of it. Let's take a look at the last seven in kind of isolation. I've had a look at the shots by Mane and Salah just to see how they've compared, how well they've been doing. So... Trying to stay with me on this one. I mean, the last game they had a big derby. You know, they had the wind, the clapping ball boy. The form kind of goes out the window on derby days. And Keane seems to have had the game of his life, brought back his Burnley form. Um, Liverpool did have chances, but, you know, um, the wind. And then the game before that, they beat Watford 5-0 at home with 19 shots on goal. Mane and Salah both of four shots each. Game before that was Man United, another derby, so form, blah, blah. Draw at United isn't a bad result, is it, to be honest? Um, then before that, it was Bournemouth, and then they won 3-0 with 20 shots on goal. Salah with seven shots in that game, Firmino and Mane with three. You know, job done again at home. Before that, it was West Ham away. They seem to be able to get results against the big six, uh, West Ham at home. You know, they held Chelsea 0-0, beat United 3-1, beat Arsenal 1-0 and uh, drew to Liverpool 1-0. So you kind of expected that in that type of game. And Salah got four shots in that game and Mane two. Game before that was a uh, draw at home to Leicester. So not terrible team to draw to. I mean, they can give anyone a game, Leicester. I mean, Liverpool had 10 shots in that game to uh, Leicester's five. So uh, Mane with three shots and Salah with two. And then going just the one game before that was Palace where they won 4-3. So they had 19 shots in that game and, uh, and scored four. Uh, I mean, like they did have some defensive injuries at that time. So you can't read too much into that. So I'm not sure they're actually really struggling to score. And I'm not actually sure they're, they're struggling under the pressure either. <laughs> Yeah, so you reckon there could be goals in these ones still coming up for the mice, man? Well, this Burnley game, I mean, like, Salah's dropped in price, and the last time he dropped in price, I think they played uh, Bournemouth the next game, he scored a a hat-trick and got a massive ball in that one. I just, I I mean, a lot of people are looking at moving out Salah, I just wouldn't, and I just don't don't think it's an option. So... Burnley and next too, isn't it, boys? I mean, regardless of, you know, whether I think there is... 
prolific as they have, I still fancy them to score. You know, yeah. two yeah. at least in both of those games. So. The, the other thing I'm thinking with this question, because if you're going to make this transfer like a, a presumably Salah to a TAA, you're going to have to take a minus four unless you've got a transfer saved. Plus, you've got that smaller game week. So unless you're planning to free hit or something like that, I think it's an unnecessary minus four. Uh, and I still think Mane or Salah has a higher chance of outscoring TAA. So it's, it's a transfer I certainly wouldn't make with the next couple of game weeks in mind. Yeah, I, I don't think you, if you've got Robbo, uh, Salah and Mane, I think you've just got a hold there. Like, that's, I think you're covered, uh, that, That's yeah. pretty simple. But if you're looking at the options now, it is between Mane and TAA for me. Like Most people have got Robbo and Salah. And when you're asking about TA. He is the one which we kind of should discuss. I looked at TA in terms of value, and he is ridiculous for value at the moment. Liverpool do have the most clean sheets so far, with 17 clean sheets to Man City's 14. I think Chelsea on 12, Spurs on 10, Arsenal all the way down on five boys, so not good there. Considering he he's actually on quite a few set pieces as well, TAA, and the amount of assists he's got recently, they've got the world's best defender in VVD. They, I, I just think it, it, it looks like it, it's going to TAA for me. I mean, I, I checked out the points per million for both of them, TAA and Mane, just to distribute in your funds. I think TAA is cheap as chips. It's just, you're always worried about that rotation because of Champions League. His points per million TAA is 22.4 points per million over the season, whereas Mane is 16.4 over the season. So I, I took a look at the last six as well, the last six that they've actually played. TAA is 8.7 over the last six he's played, and Mane is actually 4.5 over the last six. So shows where the value is. It just yeah. depends whether you think Liverpool are going to go on one of those runs of scoring scoring high or not. Also, in terms of rotation, last time they left him out for that four games, it was the United game they played Milner. They really missed Alexander-Arnold, I think, going forward as yeah, well. Attacking-wise, yeah. I think they would be reluctant to, to rest him now. I, I think I think they might just think we just got to stick with this first choice back four, but now I'd be surprised if he gets rotated again. But yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Amazing, amazing value, though, TAA. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've kind of taken a look at it as well in terms of what alternatives there are to TAA. And uh, there's not that many good ones where the, the alternatives to Mane are quite high. In yeah. terms of the alternatives to TA, Leicester, uh, like Newcastle, you know, maybe Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea not keeping clean sheets. Leicester's Chilwell, Pereira, they can't keep clean sheets and their uh, offensive returns aren't really high. Also, Newcastle, you've got Shah, who's on nine yellow cards now. Yedlin's getting benched and Lascelles doesn't seem to get any attacking returns either. You, you look at the, the alternatives to Mane and you've got Hazard, Madison, who's got great stats. Hazard with great fixtures. He's a talisman and a penalty taker. Got Armouron at Newcastle as well. There, there are a few in that bracket which you can kind of go to. Um, and you can take more of a punt on and you, you're kind of hoping more for attacking returns. If I'm going to take another that third Liverpool asset, I'm going TAA as well. And that should be my transfer this week. OK, so I think that probably answers the question around what you should do there, Prescient, or is at least uh, Prescient, or is at least giving you some food for thoughts. Um, also, FPL Sexy asked, I have Mane. I dropped Salah because he shaved his beard. <laughs> should I get VVD or TAA to team up with Rob, Robbo in Liverpool defence, or should I bed? Or is it, I should get the, get the bed with Should I get the bed back. with one back in 4-3-1? Oh, the beard with one, the bearded one. I think it's going to say bearded one back. In four three one, as his captaincy shall be huge and could hurt my rank massively. Right, so I think what he's saying. So I think it's fair to say we're saying TAA over Virgil at the moment. See, that's um, whether you want you... consistency or not in terms of knowing that he's definitely going to play every game. But yeah, I'll go TAA. Knowing, knowing Brett, he fancies a bit of spice. I'm going to say TAA for for Brett. Um, what about him getting Salah back in? Um, well, I mean, once you've got Salah, it's very very hard to. Um drop him and then and then want to get him back in afterwards isn't it I think it's it's always a risk now like you say his values drop some people are are getting rid of him um, I just think he's due a big haul isn't he you know yeah. he, that game where he did actually play well that what was it 5-0 you know he did actually have a really good game there and there is going to be a game where he clicks and you know get, gets two or three so for me I've, I've got him I don't, I don't envisage a situation where I'd be getting rid of him but I also don't think he's quite the you know go-to captain every week that he was last. No, last season. agreed. Can I? I'm just going to come in here, Iceman, before you speak. So our, our third headline, I think we can answer it now, is Salah a busted flush? 
Um, Matt Haxworth has asked, keeping Salah is purely an act of self-defense against the inevitable haul when I sell him. What are your plans for him? So clearly there's a lot of thinking in the FPL community about Salah. So um, Jamie's sort of made the case for not selling him. Iceman, where do you sit on this? Yeah, definitely, stand? definitely won't be selling him at all. I just think that's madness. I mean, he missed the two one-on-ones against Everton. Uh, yeah, there weren't many opportunities in that game. Both teams were defending well, and again, the wind. Yeah, no one went over two attempts on goal in that game. It was really just kind of a good defensive display by both. Uh, he's got 14 shots over the last four, which is four for all players, second for midfielders. I think he's second for take-ons in the last four to Zaha. So, it's, it's Salah, isn't it? So, he can always produce... Sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. I was also, he's playing that blank game. So, you know, if you were chasing in mini leagues or whatever, I wouldn't even consider it. And But then maybe after game week 31, when he's had that played in that blank game week, it might make more sense to think about it then, but definitely not in the next couple of weeks. And I don't know yeah, I mean, I think I'll get rid for my free hit on 32. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe even think about going away from him in game week 34 on my wild card. I mean, there's probably a lot more players who are going to be in a double game week who could maybe go for and I don't know there was a hog jug in in our slack channels just discussing how he might go triple up on the on the back line as maybe an option for Liverpool in that game week 34 winning wildcard so uh, that will be removing Salah and then you can get the likes of maybe Guerrero and Kane in your team and can you imagine yeah. that in a double game week? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that's answered the question on Salah. We're a lot more supportive of him than you may have expected. Um, let, let's lead this into a discussion of where we are in the season. So headline two was, is it worth ditching players with nothing to play for now? And I guess we're looking kind of mid-table teams creeping towards kind of the mid-30s, the 40-point mark where, you know, the incentive to to qualify for Europe is maybe going, but they're also not going to go down. Um, Where where do you stand on this, Jamie? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because... You sometimes get teams who just completely switch off at this point in the season. I'm thinking of previous Watford, previous Watford teams where they're yeah. going to get 38, 40 points and, and they just completely switch off and it's just a waste of time having those those players. And I know we're going to talk about Bournemouth afterwards. Um, they're not quite safe, are they? So it's, it's when you draw the line. I don't think now would be the time, but I think when you start getting to game week 33, game week 34 and you've got um, teams with nothing to play for, that's when I start thinking... Do I want to replace them with these teams who are going for Champions League spots who are still fighting for, for relegation? I, and I do think it is worth at that point. I think you get better value money out of those, uh, better value for your money out of those players. But I think game week 30, where most teams have still got something, whether it be Europe or where they're not quite safe, it's too early to start thinking about that. But I think in three or four weeks, you might want to start thinking about that. Yeah, it's definitely a point. Uh, it's going to come into contention at some point whether, you know, the likes of Leicester, West Ham, Watford are going to start, you know, decreasing their play and just not really trying anymore so we've just got to keep an eye out for it I think yeah I agree with that I think West Brom was the uh, the classic team in past seasons as well 40 points there on the beach by you know by late February March time um, I, I fancy because Wolves are in that bracket I can see Wolves still playing all the way to the end yeah. of the season I really do they should well, but they've, they've been resting their players for the cup haven't they so mm. but they've still been doing well yeah very well they've got a decent squad there so looking alright moving forward Okay, um, headline four, do you sell or keep players you have high value in? So if we think, of, I guess we're talking about loss here. So the players I can imagine that are holding quite high value at the moment are your Salas, your Robertsons. Um, I imagine Wan-Bissaka is actually still uh, has a potential for a big fall if you were to sell him now. Have you, have you generally kept that in mind when you've transferred players, Jamie? Not really. I mean, I'm looking at my team value now and it's actually pretty good. It's sort of like 105.6. It's not really done me any favours this season. I, th- I think some people kind of hold too too much on that. But then again, I'm thinking about when Wan-Bissaka, for example, when he was injured. I didn't really consider, I was happy to just have him on my bench because he was such such good value and, and, and I did consider it then. But I think w- with other players, no, I, I think having, having a good team value can be a little bit overrated sometimes although it does have its advantages it hasn't done me too much 
I, I think it's a, it's going to be a case of uh, if you're looking to get those players back in, a bit like you were saying about Salah when Sexy was removing him, whether or not he's worth bringing back in or not, the the value that you've lost on him, whether or not you can put that to good elsewhere. And <clears throat> mine would be the likes of Doherty and uh, Jimenez, the ones which I've got a lot of value in. So I would probably be looking to get in one of them back in for that game week 33 just does depend on what on my advice on this one would be to kind of prep your game week 32 if you're if you're going for a free hit in game week 32 or if you're going for a wild card at some point just kind of prep it now kind of look at what you want and who you're going to want to bring in and then if you're going to want to keep Jimenez or the likes of Doherty and you find in that you're losing like a good point one on them maybe it's worth seeing who else you can remove out of your team instead of them if you if you kind of want to play them in those game weeks so because you will be losing that a, a good chunk of money which could cost you a cane could cost you a, an Aguero later on as well even during that wild card so that's that's got to be what people should consider when they're removing these players I mean like I said last week that I probably won't be removing Dotty, and it uh, looks like this week I, I will be for TAA so things can change as you go but just kind of keep an eye open of who you want to bring in for those later wild cards or free hits Nice. Okay. Um, and I'll move us on to headline five. So this is coming to the Bournemouth discussion, which Jamie mentioned earlier. So Bournemouth have the fixtures, but will they produce the form? Of course, they're going to be playing in the blank game week as well. Um, will Bill FPL, love that, um, is asked on Twitter, who is the better option between Fraser or Brooks? And just, I suppose, eye test wise, I've really liked in the, obviously Fraser at the start of the season was unbelievable. In the latter part, I really like the option of Brooks. He seems to be the one that plays off King when Wilson is injured and, and when he's, Wilson is fit, he'll kind of move to the right hand side. So I think, um, Howe likes him and will keep him in his team regardless. He's back from injury and he started at the weekend. Uh, so for me, it's Brooks. What do you think about Bournemouth, Jamie? I'm not really liking their form at the moment, but I think those two have been incredible this season, actually, yeah. Brooks and Fraser. I don't know if this is verified, but I saw this on Twitter earlier, some stats on Fraser and Brooks um, against none top six sides because they don't have many of those left to play. And um, I think Fraser, uh, they're fairly even when it comes to goals. I think they've got five each, but Fraser's got nine assists compared to Brooks' one. Again, it hasn't been verified, so you might want to double-check this, but... And I think they're pretty, they're pretty even, those two. But I also like what you said, the eye test with Brooks. Whenever I've seen him, he's looked absolutely brilliant, especially when he's been playing a little bit more more central. Um, I find it really hard to split those two, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd, uh, as I said, I'd, looking at those stats, Fraser has got a slightly better record against the, the weaker teams. But um, I think Brooks is one who could, if he has a good game, you know, he could get 12, 13 points in a game. So 50-50 for me with those two. Don't I? He, do, he does seem to have a higher ceiling than you'd think for a player of that price and I think it's that the fact that Kings found a bit of form in the second half of the season has definitely helped it's pretty cheap Brooks isn't he it's fine yeah. Yeah, yeah. he literally is a, a placeholding midfielder who could get you a decent return yeah yeah. I, I was looking at bringing in Brooks this week actually in terms of to fund Higuain but I think I'm going to go just down the uh, TAA route but yeah, Brooks. I mean, I think it was uh, FPL underscore Cole at Cole FPL on Twitter. You saw that stat. He's produced the stats really well, puts them into a nice I, format. Uh, for so he, he is a, ver- uh, a verifiable source. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, it's, it's all good stuff. And yeah, you are correct. Uh, non-top six. He's only got the one assist. I had a look at those stats and um, we'll probably link it actually uh, in this description of this um, podcast. But if, if you look overall, Fraser's got the five goals, Brooks has got the six goals, Brooks has got four assists, and Fraser's got the nine assists. But yeah, he, he formats it really well, and if you just kind of scroll down that, uh, that tweet which he sent out, it, it does look really nice. And the overall conclusion that he actually provides there is to actually go Brooks, and I think I agree with him on that one. Fraser's not kind of hitting it as he was at the start of the season, but not to say that he can't. They have got some good fixtures coming up, so who knows? Uh, either one could be a very viable option, but for me, I think I, I'm, I'll go Brooks. Nice. Any any other cherries that we should look to for this blank game week, Jamie? I know Any, you weren't a big fan. Uh, Any other former players? Yeah. No, yeah, I know. I'm just thinking, I mean, King's on penalties, isn't he? He yeah. just got one and missed one the other week. Defence, I wouldn't bother with. I know Boris is really cheap, but he's cheap, not very good. Yeah, he's um, cheap for a reason. What's that? 
He's cheap for a very good reason. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with Bournemouth defenders, to be honest with you. J- J- Josh King, maybe, but there's so many good striking options. Aren't he? he wouldn't really be at the at the top of my list. I think for Bournemouth, it's those two. And, you know, you might even want to think about having both of them, depending on uh, on who else you've got in your midfield. But I I don't... There's no no other Bournemouth players that stand out for me, apart from Brooks and Fraser at the moment. Um, Brooks has I, just signed a new contract as well. Long term. Long term. Yeah, it's a shame that Solanke hasn't got going for them quite yet, and Klein hasn't quite done what he, you know, at Liverpool, you could almost, he was a bit like TAA back in the day, wasn't he, a few years ago, providing assists as well. It's a shame he hasn't kicked on, really. But yeah, potentially Bournemouth could be a false economy for that blank game weekend, especially if you don't have a, a wild card at the stage or a, a free hit chip, you could be committing too much to the cherries and find yourself having to undo it all uh, a week later. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you if you're looking at getting rid of the likes of Jimenez just due to playing Chelsea and uh, blanking, I'm keeping Jimenez for this week, by the way. But uh, King is probably the one I'd go for. Wilson seems to be back, but I I wouldn't quite go him just yet because he he's just come back from injury. I don't think Howell just wants to send him straight in there. Probably get injured again. But King he's got the 11 chances created over the last four, which is second for strikers. He's also a joint top for big chances created over the last four out of all players. So he is showing some form he's got the goal he was on penalties whether or not he'll keep that I suppose we'll find out um, but yeah Bournemouth defence wasn't anywhere you wouldn't really go to them but they defended really poorly against Arsenal and kind of like Lions against City only conceding one sorry really no no I wasn't going to I was, uh, is that all said on Bournemouth now yeah 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 right, I'm done I just thought I'm going to throw my own little random question to you lads here there's been many players that come into the Premier League at the start of the season is Jimenez the signing of the season in terms of consistency where Bournemouth are at right now and from an FPL standpoint his price because I still think he's absolutely the best striker in that price bracket yeah that's where the value comes in doesn't it and that's where getting rid of him there's might not be the best thing to do I feel like I'm going to want him at some point after these blanks as well and he's just been gold throughout the season at that 5.5 he started out and Wolves inability to uh, sign a backup striker in January has just enhanced that even further yeah exactly and he's played so well with, with Yotta you see the goal they scored yeah the great so great yeah, he, he provides, it's, it's the assists as well, which have been so impressive. You know, 11 goals from a striker and eight assists for a promoted side is just absolute gold. So, very impressive. I, I was going to say with Jimenez, I think um, he just suits that that style, that style that Wolves play perfectly. And ever since him and Jota have been playing together as well, I think it's, it's brought the best out of both of them. I, I really love watching Wolves this season, actually. And, um, you know, not even just from FBL-wise, I think. Jimenez has been one of the signings of the season. Has been been outstanding. Hasn't he? Well, they're um, Wolves midfield now. They're they're spied. Neves and Moutinho, who are two top uh, international midfielders. But you've also got Dundonka as well, who up to a season ago was actually attracting interest from United because he was the top player in the Belgium league and looked very very good. Went a bit quiet, but then similar to Tielemans, they've come to the Premier League and been impressive. So, yeah, really like their spine. I think they could be decent going forward, which is why I don't think they'll be a sleeper club by the time all said and done, they haven't got anything to play for. Yeah, the problem is as well is that uh, Wolves' two Premier League fixtures in uh, Double Gaming 32 immediately follow the FA Cup semi-final weekend. So whether or not they're going to completely prioritise the FA Cup, obviously we know that Patricio was benched, Doherty was benched uh, this weekend, uh, a few others. So whether or not they're going to prioritise that FA Cup, so that could be a worry going forward. So keep, uh, keep an eye on that one. Okay, let's get on to some more general questions, chaps. So the hitman has asked, please let us know your thoughts on Jeffrey Schlupp on the pod. Um, Iceman specifically. I think he may be the most underrated player in the FPL at the moment. Got some points returns, and I can add to the hitman sentiments, he's really bloody fast as well. What do you think about him, Iceman? <laughs> yeah, as I as, uh, mentioned, there's six chances created over the last four and some points. Returned. Three assists in three now. He's getting regular game time. Roy knows how to defend, so you can always be hopeful of that clean sheet. I do think he is an option. It just depends. I mean, like the hitman's going for the free hit in game week 31, so he's kind of planning for that game week 32 double already so why not uh, Palace seem to be banging form at the moment going forward uh, and I can see some clean shoots coming from them as well yeah Jamie what do you think of Jeffrey Schlupp good player I mean he's been erratic over the years hasn't he I know he was, he was in that Leicester squad wasn't he wasn't, wasn't a regular he's impressed me when I've seen him and I'm um, looking at him now 4.5 million yeah he's decent isn't he you know he's, yeah, he's, 
It's a good differential. Yeah, he's one of the better players in that bracket, and he's, he's only got a 3.4% ownership. I just think with some somebody like that, and I'm, you're saying he's got three assists in the last three games, I think now it could be a case of points chasing a bit because I don't think he's going to maintain that. But he's still possibly worth a pump for the amount of money that he costs. Yeah, I suppose it, it just depends if you're going for that uh, game week 31 free hit. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, you wouldn't be bringing them in for that because they blank that game. I'd have to say as well with that, now they've got a, a more settled strike force, i.e. Christian Benteke is not in it, Zaha's in his right position, and Batshuayi is a finisher if he gets the chances. We've got more more people to find the net for him. So, yeah, it's not the same as Palace were maybe 10 weeks ago when they couldn't hit a, a cow's ass with a banjo. <laughs> yeah. can, can I say that on the pod? I think Why I not? You did. I've, I've, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. Brett will love that one. Right, let's go to the next question. So, uh, M. Bison, interesting question, this one. Uh, is Pereira the worst FPL pick of all time? <laughs> He's um, not been very good for me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more, Jamie. Tell us about the false economy. He's, he's just a funny and frustrating player because he actually—I actually think he's a really good footballer. I think he's a, I think yeah. he's a good wing back, but he's just, just not picking up any points. So it's just a. He's a really frustrating player to own. I was watching that game the other day because I had him in my sides and then he, he picked up a yellow card, ended up ended up getting nothing. I think there will be a game possibly coming up. You know, they've they got, they got Fulham at the moment where he, he does hit his straps and he has a good week. But it's just how long you hang on to him for, really, because um, he, he's an irritant at the, mo- <laughs> at the moment. He but definitely is. Down's the worst of all time, but I, I've not had a lot, a lot of luck with him this season. <laughs> Yeah, I've had him for three game weeks as well, and he scored me two points over that, over those three game weeks. But you've got to look at it. Leicester had some good fixtures, and I do think that, you know, even if the blank didn't exist, I do think that we would still look at him. I mean, I, I had Shaw, so I removed Shaw for Pereira, and Shaw scored more than him, but I wouldn't have kind of estimated that at the time. With Leicester's fixtures, I, I was hopeful of returns from Pereira. I mean, you say that, but I know Rogers has only just come in. Look at the work he did with Glenn Johnson in that year that Liverpool nearly won the league. I mean, if that's what's to come for Pereira, I'm in. Yeah, I, I do think that Pereira and Chilwell are still going to be good options. I looked at their, their stats, actually. The joint fifth for defen- defenders for chances created over the last four, both of them. Pereira's actually top for XA over the last four for defenders. And, uh, you know, Leicester, they're sixth best for shots conceded over the last four and fifth over the last six. So the defence isn't too bad. I mean, they just seem to allow more shots on target because they were eighth worst in that over the last four and ninth worst over the last six. And unfortunately, I think it's Schmeichel is to blame for a lot of these clean sheets getting no, missing. I do. No. I mean, I, mean, I, I looked Not at Casper. it. I looked at it and Dini got the goal at the weekend and it was kind of straight at him and kind of ducked under it and just moved his hands up. I mean, I'm not a fan at the moment, but he's, he's one of those keepers that can suddenly turn into form. Kind of, he's, you know, he's got the pedigree in his dad, but we've seen it in the past with Leicester's seven clean sheets on the season. Yeah, we need Peter to give him a kick up the arse and, you know, so we can get those Pereira points because I can see them keeping clean sheets. You know, they've got good fixtures. I just think, yeah, it I, I, could happen. Uh, the problem is, I look at, I put this in my match report, a quick plug for anybody who wants to read it. Quick summary. I just look at their back foot. They've got Evans. He's won the league. We've got Morgan. He's a, a title winner as well. We've got Harry Maguire, who was uh, one of England's best players at the World Cup. And they just don't look sound defensively. If, if you look at uh, Andre Gray's goal, they're just it's the pace and movement against them. They don't seem to be a good unit. And I like the value in the fullbacks, but I just think they haven't quite worked out a formula defensively. So I wouldn't be looking to them for cleanies. I'd look at their fullbacks for sure. Well, Rogers switched to three at the back, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, McGuire, Evans and Morgan. Oh, God, why is yeah. he still playing? Morgan's well, awful this season, isn't he? Yeah, has gone. Perhaps with a three, you can kind of cover that a little bit more. But that should benefit Pereira and Chilwell playing because they really are good attacking fullbacks, aren't they? They, they played, I think Morgan started in the middle of that, that back three, so effectively the sweeper. That's where I'd probably want Johnny Evans to play or Maguire because he's good on the ball. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens under, under Rogers. I think going forward, um, Leicester are absolutely still decent value just watching them and especially for the blank. Vardy looks sharp. Um, Mads looked pretty good in behind as well. What are your thoughts on them attacking, um, Jamie? 
I have all, I always like Vardy. I mean, I, I know he came off with a knock the other day, but um, you know, I, I think he he's definitely somebody to consider. People like Mad- Madison's been great value this season. I've never yeah. really jumped on him, but he's on set piece. He's a really nice little player. And then you've got people like Gray, who are just unpredictable. You don't know if they're going to start every week. Um, so for me, Mad- Madison and Vardy would be the. I would I would never have them both. I think you'd make a decision about which one you would have. But I think Madison's been really good value for value for money this season. Uh, it's just, just, a, just uh, can I can I follow that question up, Ice Man? Yes, Jamie. Just just quickly, the blank game week. Um, Leicester is an option moving forward. Would you have any more than one Leicester player? Um, I'm just telling who they've got that blank game week. They've got um, Burnley, haven't they? Yeah, I, I, I could, would have possibly Pereira or Chilwell. So one of those two, and then Vardy or Madison. I think that's feasible, isn't it, for that for that game week to have to have that option? Um, if if you were free hitting, would you would you gamble? That's probably an obvious question. If you if you were free hitting, would you gamble on three of them? I definitely have Vardy. I think against yeah. that that slow backline of Burnley. Uh, and possibly, you know, Rogers getting getting more out of him. Vardy would be one of my strikers if I was playing a, a free hit in that week, definitely. Um, and I think they could well keep a clean sheet against Burnley as well. So two slash three, yeah. Nice man. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with Madison being great value at the moment. He's just he's blanked so much. He, he's only got the assist in the last what six seven, but his stats are off yeah, the chart at the moment. He's got 11 shots in the last four, of which is four for midfielders, uh, just in front of uh, Tillman's, actually, who's on uh, 10. I was going to say, Tillman's really yeah, interests me. Yeah. He yeah. looks some player. Yeah, he looks good, uh, Tillman. So he needs to kind of get used to playing in that system, I think, a bit more and uh, getting used to what Rogers got to provide. Also, Madison's top for chances created over the last four is 21. He's top over the last six as well and top for the season with 77. So it shows he loves to create. Tillman's is only 6 million compared to Madsen. 6.7 Tielemans has got a couple of um, couple of assists in his last two games as well so again I think you're right Iceman he needs to blend into the system but if you were trying to save a buck or two there he could be and you were split between him and Madison he could be a viable option yeah yeah don't see why not I mean like, if, you, if you're going even further Barnes looks like he, he's playing Agreed. at yep. the moment he still looks a very good asset he's not seemed to be scoring at the moment I bet he, he is quite attractive in terms of football star Barnes but yeah I can see what they're saying yeah. Um, he's 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 highest for shots for players over the last four of 18 13 in the box five chances created so yeah he's not looking too bad so one which took my eye is uh Maguire, and i do think that he is due a goal i wouldn't necessarily go there but if you if you're lagging behind you just want to try something different he has eight attempts over the last four which is third for defenders and Leicester are top for headed goal attempts over the last four with 16 so he's getting half of their headed chances so it just shows that that Madison ball over the top to Maguire just seems to be the route the only problem is there is that they do only have six goals from set pieces so far this season which is uh, fourth bottom and Liverpool topping that chart with 18 but I don't know. Almost thinking Maguire's due a couple of goals, a bit like when he played for England and, and at the World Cup, he was a great asset then. Really was such a threat. Whilst we're on Leicester, um, what have we got here? Yeah, Emma FPL uh, at Jump the Wave. Your thoughts on the best West Ham options versus Madison and Vardy? So we've, we've discussed Leicester. West Ham options. Yeah, well, I bought Felipe Anderson in a few weeks ago, and he's he's been absolutely awful. So. Yeah, same. I've, I've been really impressed with Snodgrass, but he's, he's got that charge now, hasn't he? Because he seems to be on, on a lot of the corners. His delivery's been really good. Declan Rice would have been one to, to jump on. He got 15 points at the weekend, didn't he? And, and playing out of position as well. I think Arnautovic might be good if if we know that he's guaranteed to start. They've been playing Chicharito, but I always, I always, when Arnautovic starts, I always think he's a really nice asset to have. You know, he, yeah, he, he looks dangerous, doesn't he? Um, Anderson, I, I, I'm regretting getting on now, but obviously I'm going to stick with him because he plays the blank, and I'm just thinking surely against Cardiff he he must deliver, but he just doesn't seem to be as as uh, he seems to be a bit more peripheral to the play than when I saw them earlier on in the season. Anderson, yeah. Um, just just can I follow that up? At, oh, go on, Iceman. No, you go. I was just going to say because we did have a question specifically about Arnie from uh, DC at Fshen82. Um, mm. Should I rid Arnie now? Sick of his one pointers coming off the bench for the past few weeks. 
I'd stick with him if he's got him. I yeah, think, I think he'll, he'll start. They've got Cardiff, who look absolutely horrific at the moment. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily bring him in, but I definitely wouldn't be getting rid of if I had him. Yeah, I think I'd do the same on that. Sorry, Iceman interrupted you. Do you want to carry on with what you were saying? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was just going to say on Anderson as well, a lot of people are really getting quite annoyed with this one. He's got his ninth blank in 10 game weeks now. It's kind of going to be a fixtures over form thing. They have got Cardiff away, then they've got Huddersfield at home, and then Everton at home. So it could get some goals now. The only problem is he's only got the one shot in the last four. I had a look at a weird stat which I found out today as well. Six of Anderson's goals, six of his eight goals this season are classed as solo goals on the stats so I think that shows that he just loves to take on a player and shoot he's quite high up in the uh, successful dribbles uh, stats as well so whether or not that's a good thing for FPL I'm not sure I think that he's more of an outlet for West Ham as well they tend to hoof the ball up to him and he takes on a dribble I don't think he loses the ball very often either so I'm not sure if he's the greatest FPL asset at the moment I'm not sure if uh, Hernandez playing up top helps him whereas I think that Arnautovic if he's playing there he's quite a good provider and like a, a target man so as soon as Arnautovic comes back which I kind of think we're all hoping for uh, Anderson could strike well uh, I mean I'm, you're never going to remove him against these fixtures surely I, I mean like people who are bringing in players for this game week 31 if, if you're removing him then you've got 11 players already then that could be an option but I just wouldn't do it you just there's so much hope in these fixtures going forward okay any more on defence Iceman uh, yeah as Jamie mentioned Rice was probably one to go for but I think he's one of these players which you probably missed his points on he is a defender playing out of position the one goal in the last for with the two penalty area touches he's got on those two attempts no chances created he does have four attempts in the last six I guess but I can't see many more points from him I mean I've looked at West Ham as a whole as a team and they are highest for big chances conceded over the last four and over the season they are right up there as well so I I, I was actually considering if you're looking at a West Ham defender was Ogbonna I know that Balbaina is meant to back so might push him out but I just I saw his stats as well and he's third for XG over the last four for defenders so it's whether or not it's Balbane is going to come back and displace him but yeah this West Ham doesn't inspire me I was going to do a fairly boring trip because because Geis has, seems to have lost his place again at the weekend and Etheridge is absolutely awful they're my two keepers at the moment I was going to get Fabianski in, um, which yeah. I know a lot of people have already, but just a fairly dull transfer for me because because they got that. That will give me a goalkeeper for that blank. Well, he um, gets saves, doesn't he? He's got the most saves so far this season. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't see it as a bad transfer, even though all those uh, big chances conceded, etc. He's, he just seems to score three points nearly every week. Solid, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to our next question. So, Hogs Rudders asked, should we just look towards game week 31 and 33, or do you need to focus on City's great fixture versus Watford? Jamie? Um, I think you want to plan ahead. Um, I mean, City against Watford seems to capitulate against, uh, against the bigger size, don't they? They got absolutely destroyed by Liverpool. But then again, City, you know, <laughs> we talked about Liverpool drying up a bit, but what City's last couple of games, 1 0 um, against Bournemouth. And uh, they're not scoring as freely as they. And one 0 against West Ham, wasn't it? So they did pummel both teams with shots there. Yeah, so they do. And, and Aguero's home record is insane, isn't it? So you know, I think a lot of people will be thinking about whether to captain him or, or Salah. Um, yeah, I, I think Sterling as well. Um, he, he's probably do a big call as well. Um, City defence is Laporte back yet, or is he? Is no, he's still out. He's still out. Yeah. So the same with yeah. Fernandinho. Mm, see, City defence is a bit tricky at the moment, but um, yeah, I mean, you, you, if you if you get on the right City attacker for that Watford game, I'm sure there'll be one of them that gets big points. I, I think it might be Aguero, but it, it could be Sterling. Nice man. Yeah, I, I mean, City have the top for the big metrics that shots, chances created, XG. And they're also up there for big chances missed over the last four as well. And the last six, so it's just shown that they've been missing quite a, a lot recently. Um, so what was the question again? <laughs> the question it was just about um, whether it's worth focusing on game week 31 and 33 or if we need to start focusing on City 
versus Watford. Oh yeah, that was it. Uh, putting all your eggs in one basket. I mean, I know that Hogsrod is looking to bring in Aguero this week and looking at captaining him, and he's just kind of going for it and hoping that uh, a little bit of a ma- maverick move in terms of, of bringing in Aguero and just thinking he's going to get a massive haul. But there is a, a, an element of risk to that. Also, he doesn't play 31-33, so might have to remove straight away unless you're holding for that game week 32. I wouldn't go all in on it. If you're just planning on bringing in one player, I think the Hogsrod move, which he's planning on doing, is viable and could work out very well. I mean, I'm still considering the the captaincy on this one between Aguero and Salah, so we'll get onto that in the captaincy discussion. But I do think we do need to look towards this game week 31 and 33. So pay attention for game week, well, both game weeks, according to the Iceman. <laughs> Right, this last one's big one. So this is this is the last of the uh, tactical questions. Let me get a little bit more personal. So, Alan Duffin. Okay, fellas, I'm back with another question. Ask as many as you want, Alan. The question is, if you don't have a wild card left, you yeah. don't have a wild card left, but have everything else, which week is best to? Free hit, bench boost, triple captain. Alan's got nine players for game week 31. His current intentions are free hit game week 32 or 33. Bench boost in 35, triple captain 36. Well, Jamie, you're the one without the wild card as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for advice from you, fellas. Yeah, (laughs) At the moment, um, I'm thinking, because obviously they haven't confirmed exactly when all those double game week fixes are going to fit in. So when that is, I think I'm going to play my free hit in the week that looks like the biggest amount of double game week fixtures. Yeah. I haven't decided on um, bench boost yet. Um, I played that really badly last time. but didn't have a bad, bad uh, a good run on that. I think free hit, you've got to decide whether is it worth playing it in that blank game week. I'm not. I'm doing what Alan said before. I've, I'm happy to have eight or nine players um, in that blank game week. But um, yeah, so... 35, 36. I just need to work out which way around I'm going to do it. But I think my the one that I'm seeing is the one that's going to get me the um, the most points. I'll, I'll play in that big double double game week. But any advice from you two would be welcome because that's my my big dilemma at the moment. <laughs> because I did play that well. It worked out really well for me last season. I played that second wild card early and uh, I really had a good uh, finish to the season. But um, just this season, it's it's not worked out as well. Yeah, I, I think it should be the, I mean, if I didn't have my wildcard now, I'd be kind of planning towards the game week 33 and 31 fixtures and doing kind of what I'm doing now. It's just that that double game week in 35, you might not have as many double game week players, but it's a smaller double game week. So that's the one which you might already have them or you might not need them, etc. So I would probably bench boost there as well. And the triple captaincy, I would probably, because of the erraticness of what's going on with Salah and things, I would probably wait until the last game of the season and then just, you know, select someone, put it on someone random. The goals that go in last game of the season, Fulham versus Newcastle. Can you imagine how many goals are going to go in that game? Like, uh, you know, Rondon, Rondon on there, <laughs> or Man City Brighton. I don't know. There's going to be loads of goals in that last game of the season. It always is. I, I planned to do that last year. It kind of worked out for me. I've got a Salah. Uh, 11 point of which is in 33 so uh, I'd probably do that if you've still got your triple cap I like that that. yeah I think uh, I've still got my triple captain that is probably going to go on Harry Kane on the uh, last game week of the season at home against Everton ooh big balls absolutely right let's get on to the more personalised questions now when I say personal just a few uh, fun ones so uh, Ian FPL Strategic has asked if you have a beard is the hair above your mouth still considered a moustache or just part of the beard and Iceman I think only you can truly answer that um, due to the length of the moustache I think is when you only consider it as a moustache I mean I've got a beard and I trim my moustache nice and short so I don't consider it a moustache I consider it part of the beard whereas if you had a nice thick moustache and yes you can call it that but no, just if you trim it too too much, then just a beard. So is it a moustache or a moustache? <laughs> a moustache. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, for, thanks for clearing that up. Um, and uh, Tom Horner, uh, a timely question. Is it Bully playing the guitar when the Iceman goes for his comfort break? Well, Tom, I can absolutely confirm I am. Please sit back and enjoy uh, my, my strumming of the guitar as the Iceman heads for his piss break. Beautiful stuff. Lovely.
Welcome back, Iceman. I very much Thank enjoyed you. playing that music. It was throughout. lovely. Splendid. Splendid yes, playing. it was on the banjo. Good so, thing. Good uh, let's get on to our transfers and captains. And I'm going to take the lead on this this week because I always uh, shirk it and go last. So, uh, my transfer in this week, in preparation for game week 31, is uh, Gonzalo Higuain. I'm going a little bit Ooh. differential. Chelsea at home against Wolves. Looked all right at the weekend. Higuain had some, some decent chances. He, good finish for his goal. Hit one over the bar, which was a nice snapshot. Like him over the next few game weeks. And if you look at Chelsea's fixtures, Wolves at home, uh, away at Everton, who haven't been great. Well, they have been a bit better defensively recently, but I think they'll stand a decent chance. Uh, away at Cardiff after that, home against West Ham. So uh, Higuain, for me, is a player I can keep in for a good month. My skipper this week could go Higuain. I'm still looking at Salah versus Burnley. That <laughs> might have the older Salah-tainted specs on, but just got a feeling he's going to burn me at some point, so I might well leave the captaincy on him. Jamie? I'm on Salah at the moment, but I'm, yeah. really, I'm really torn because Aguero's home stats are incredible, um, and I think, think Liverpool and City both might be too big. It could be where they both get big uh, scores this week. I'm on Salah at the moment, but I can't promise that's not going to change to Aguero. It's, it's a really tricky one. My transfer is a bit of a boring... Sorry, my transfer is a bit of a boring one. I mentioned it before, didn't I? I'm getting um, Fabianski in because A, he plays in the blank game week and Geiger seems to have been dropped so Etheridge is a waste of time now. So boring, <laughs> boring goalkeeper transfer this week. It's only been the one game he's been out for because he's in my team as well, Geiger. Uh so I'd be a bit wary of that one, but I don't see the, uh, the problem about bringing in Fabianski if you want a guarantee keeper. Going on Higuain though, Billy. Yeah, 13 yeah. shots over the last four. Only three on target though, but he is averaging 5.4 points per match. So uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Ch- Chelsea are actually second to City for chances created over the season. So he should do well. Very, very strong indeed. Iceman? Uh, yeah, so um, my transfer this week, I think, is going to be Doherty to TAA, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, he is just, uh, we've listed all the stats earlier, so I'm not going to list them again. The captains is a massive conundrum for me. Pogba trolled everyone last week with his minus two, and we got the Sterling and Aguero blanked uh, after the 22, uh, 23 shots against Bournemouth. By the way, not one shot for Bournemouth on goal in that game. Aguero's still top for attempts on goal over the last six. It's the Liverpool one against Burnley after bigging Liverpool up earlier. I do think Salah can be a really good option to go for. I don't know where mine's going to be ended up on. It is between Aguero and Salah. A lot of people give him compelling reasons for Salah. A lot of people give him compelling reasons for Aguero. Salah's obviously blanked a lot recently, so he's not really in form. At the moment, it's on Aguero. It could change. Okay, so we're all a little bit non-committal there by the sounds of it. (laughs) Yeah, you need to get into our Slack channel again. Get in the Slack channel, that's where it all happens. Get on the captain polls. Yeah. Right, okay, let's get into our mini league. <laughs> let me, let me oh, just say, we had, a, we had a question from Will Miners, who's uh, yes. in our top ten. He's saying, can you avoid reading out the mini league, please? Doesn't sound like he's. Uh, he's oh, we could. Well, 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 yeah, we can. We can. We can do that. <laughs> said no one ever. So in tenth place, we've got. Remember Ryan Rovers. Hey, hey, d- don't don't miss me out. Well, no, th- th- you're not in the top ten, are you? <sighs> <laughs> the Iceman FPL surgery. James Jury is out of the top ten, ladies and gentlemen. He had a go. Uh, I've got a feeling he will be back. He's only five points off. Remember Ryan Rovers, Danny Sweetman. Uh, in ninth place, we've got Dunking Donuts. Love that. Henry Wakefield, very strong. Kevolution, Kevin Lortizar in eighth. Um, in seventh, uh, we've got the man that's there each week. Uh, he's been really consistent. We've got uh, CJ Krofcek. Um Thank you for confirming that for me, CJ. Apologies for repeatedly not being able to pronounce your name. Uh, <laughs> Full of flair, Richard Jenkins. Down to six. T Club 64, just Alan in fifth place. Oh, uh, Adida, Adida Oscar, Nate Thomas in fourth. Sky Player in FPL, Paul Jones is third. The Miners strike. Will Miners is in a second place. He's on next Mike, week. Mike, yeah, looking forward to speaking to, to Will. Some really good ideas from him I'm aware of already. Trying to give up Phantom. Michael Taylor has done an absolutely sterling job of getting back on top. He was falling down and he's climbed back up. Very Michael. 
Just having a quick look to see where Michael is overall, and he is 32nd. Great effort. Very Apparently, good. the continued uh, addiction to Fanta is working. Um, funnily enough, he actually, well, we're talking about Fanta, he's got three tango orange shirts on the pitch, Doherty, Jota, and Jimenez, who got him all his points this week. So uh, a funny irony in that. <laughs> nice. I'm so sorry. That was awful. It was. Right. Okay. Um, so with all of that shed, that's the uh, the mini league. Right, Iceman, uh, the feedback box. So this is from Paul Sky Player and FPL. Nice pod, guys. Will was a great guest as expected. Appreciate the mini league shout out. The Iceman, James Jury, is pushing us all the way this season. And Paul, I've got a feeling that is going to continue. Yeah, I'm going to win it. Yeah. I was just going to say, boys, on the theme of mini leagues while I'm here, I thought I'd give a plug to, to Moolah, as you said at the start. One of the um, journeys will testify, one of the biggest and best uh, cash leagues around now. I think we've got over 40 nationalities. We've gone to two divisions this season. Um, and uh, it's just a great league to be involved in. It's really, really interactive. We've got a Facebook page. Um, we have socials. It's really good. So if, if you're interested, uh, hit me up on Elysian Theory. Slide into my uh, DMs, as they say, and I'll uh, I'll give you some more info on that. But yeah. um, it's, a, it's a really good league, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, we'll put your uh, Twitter up on uh, when we announce the pod. So it'll be in the description as well. So that's how you can find Jamie if you, if you want to. Very strong. Yeah, get involved in that as well, listeners. Iceman, do we have any sexy thoughts? We do. I will play it. In the... I didn't know that kind of pod. <laughs> Sorry, mate? So I didn't know that kind of pod. Sexy thoughts. <laughs> oh, yes. You can listen to the sexy thoughts. Hold on to sex. FPL Sexy with Sexy Thoughts. This week's Sexy Thoughts goes out to the local community. I'm actually doing a full moon river tour on a canoe, part of my girlfriend's birthday, but decided to do it in the local area. We've got a beautiful area around here and thought, why not keep it local? So I thought I'd extend it to uh, the podcast, tell everyone to get out and support your local community, whether it be buying a coffee from a local vendor instead of going to a Starbucks, anything like that. Instead of going to Woolworths or Coles or your big Tesco's, go to your little butcher, support your local community. It's great. Ew. Love it. <laughs> Love the ending as well every week. But yeah, very yeah, strong. Yeah. I will not be going to uh, to any of the big chains this week. Uh, coffee one in That's Newport. You can expect. Yeah, no coffee one in Newport. Um, they can expect me along this week. Was it oh, yeah. free free advertising for coffee one? Coffee Juan. Oh, nice. I, I bet Jamie, you, I bet you're a Starbucks, aren't you? No, you don't know me like that. Like, <laughs> what, some kind of non-tax paying. <laughs> I like a hipster independent coffee shop. I actually live in um, Hertfordshire, a town called Harpenden, and uh, it's actually really good for local independent businesses. So um, if I have a coffee chain of choice, it's actually Nero. I'm not a Starbucks fan, but yeah, I, I, I try and support um, local independent businesses. Yeah, let's all try this week. Let's, let's push I, I just realised I've got egg on my face. Coffee One is a, is a chain. It's actually <laughs> Love Coffee in Newport. So uh, that's how into my community I am. What a bastard. Knowledge. What a bastard. Yes, I'm now going to buy two coffees from there just to make up for that gaff. Um, where will you be buying your coffee, Iceman? Um, I'd, I'd make it myself. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if you would like to find out more about the FPL Surgery podcast and our selfish exploits if we won't buy coffee off anybody local, um, you can uh, support us on patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Get involved with the fun and games on the Slack channel. Uh, all support is greatly appreciated. Uh, you can join our mini league, 225-369. Visit our website, fplsurgery.com, and you, you find us in all the usual places, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit. Twitter is where all of the action happens, um, and we're answering questions on there as well, at FPL Surgery. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Give us a listen on there. Uh, for more formal emails, info at fplsurgery.com. I would like to thank our guest, Jamie, for joining us. Thanks for having me, boys. Well, uh, I'd uh, be nice to be on again soon. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's great to have Really me. enjoyed having you on, Jamie. Uh, other than Moolah, where can, other, where can people interact with you online for advice and, and general FPL chat? Uh, well, Twitter, uh, at Elysian Theory. That's E-L-L-I-S-I-A-N Theory. And um, once they've contacted me on that, we've got a 
a kind of private Facebook group for Moolah. So once people are interested in that, I, I direct them towards that. And uh, we've got all, all sorts of kind of fun stuff going going on there as well. So uh, Can I ask, yeah. Jamie, are, are you accepting people to buy into your league now? Or uh, is it just going on from next year? It will be, it'll be from, for the, from next year, yeah. So it'll be just get, get in touch if you're interested in joining. I can give you the provisional details for, uh, for next season. Good, because I don't want anyone coming in and, and stealing my money, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you're on for a fifth at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, so. yeah I'm going to win it. He's not here. The news. news. He needs, the, he needs the money. He's off to the USA at the end of the season. I am, yes. I'm, I won't be here for the last two game weeks of the season. Oh, really? But yeah. I will. So the show will. will go on. Yes. Good. Good showing. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Thank you, Jamie. Um, Iceman. Go on. Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah. You too. Mate. And you too, mate. Um, one, one final question, Iceman. I'm not going to ask you for any wisdom this week, but we had a particularly interesting discussion hmm. about uh, fighting Engolo Kante last week. So let me ask you, chaps, this: Who would, you, which Harry would you rather take a headbutt off, Kane or Maguire? Oh, Kane. 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 Without yeah. question, Maguire would take your face off. I don't think Kane looks like he, he'd be much of a fighter, to be honest. I fancy myself against him. But Maguire, no, no chance. I don't think I'd be able to handle him. Agreed, fully Dennis. agreed on that one. Then it's unanimous when Harry kicks off Harry Kane. Don't worry about squaring up to him. And on that point of wisdom, thanks for listening and good luck in your game weeks, people. Up the pod. Up the pod.